Hey, bridal babes, welcome to another episode of your favorite wedding podcast, Bridal Buzz. I am your host, Erica Bettis. Today's episode is brought to you by the Dominion Country Club. Experience one of San Antonio's premier wedding venues, where elegance and panache are found at every event. Okay, let's get to our show. Let's get to it. It's time to plan your South Texas wedding with Bridal Buzz. Hey, Bridal Babes, we are on a Zoom call with a San Antonio local, and actually, well, she'll explain the details of San Antonio local. We are with a bride, Niku Kazori, from Ken's Five, or she will explain the rest. Hi, Niku. <laughs> Hi, Erica. Thank you for having me. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I've just been chilling at my parents' house these past couple of months. have just been extremely crazy. I can get into the details of that too. But yeah, I'm in Houston currently right now hanging out with my parents before right. my big Japan. Okay. So you're saying all of this stuff and the reason why you're going to Japan, why is that? My husband, it's so crazy calling him that now. I just, <laughs> everything is so crazy. It happened so fast. Yeah. But um, my husband is in the Air Force and I met him in San Antonio. He basically found out that we are going to Japan because for his job, there's only about six places in the world that he mm -hmm. can be stationed to. I wish, really, really wish San Antonio was one of them. <laughs> right. I there. I loved my job, the friends I had there. Everything was great. But then when you date someone in the military, you always know like, okay, no matter what, things are never permanent right. as long as they're yeah, your living situation is not permanent, so don't get too used to your surroundings. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I uh, joined Pens 5 back in, I think it was 2017, Right. I wasn't looking for any relationship. I even did, so many people call me out on this now because I did an interview with, I think it was Maya Say. Sorry, Maya it's Say. Okay. I did <laughs> interview with them. And I even told them back then that I'm not looking for any relationship. I don't want to date anyone. And I just told them that right. I'm so, and right now I'm only focused on my job. But it's the way sure. they say that it's when you're not looking, that's when it's like they stumble into your life. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened. So I was totally not looking, only job focused. And I felt pretty good in the position that I was in. I was like, great. Work is going great. I really don't need a man. <laughs> that was my mind. <laughs> Work is my man. <laughs> And I think I said that in the actual article on my essay. I even said, um, I don't I don't want a relationship. Work is my husband. Something right. along those lines. So now people call me out on it. They're like, you said this. But, you literally, but right. yeah, like you said, everything kind of just, I guess it happens for a reason. And when you least expect it to. So yeah. that's what happened. And that's Beyonce in San Antonio at Halcyon. You know that coffee shop? Oh, Halcyon? So you guys met at Halcyon. You guys, you were just going for coffee or something? Yeah. So there separately and he was just there he was doing something on his computer mm -hmm. i don't know if he was studying he was doing just trying was to look cool for the cuties he's like one will I, come through <laughs> he was there on his laptop and i believe he was behind me in line i forgot it was right. either i was in front of him or he was behind me or he was in front of me i don't remember but i remember looking at him and thinking like wow this is like such a handsome guy <laughs> Just uh, like the angels started singing. Yes, exactly. And who would have ever thought at a coffee shop, right. random, so random at Halcyon. Anyway, so I'm there. I order my drink. He orders his drink. He's behind me, in front of me, whatever. But we end up waiting for our drinks at the same time. Like where they. So y'all um, are standing there on the side, just kind of. And then yes. did he start small talk? Like what, what initiated yes. the conversation? <laughs> yeah. 
podcast. I was thinking, whenever he started small talk, I was like, yes, 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 he's talking. <laughs> Same guy that I am I checking out. But I mean, of course, me, I don't have the guts to go like talk to someone. Yeah. For me, it's like, talk to me first. I'm not going to go talk to him. Right. So anyways, thank God he had a conversation. So we're waiting for our drinks. And he's so embarrassed whenever he tells this story because he didn't really know what to order. He doesn't really go to coffee shops that much. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really know what to not a coffee drinker so at did all. he order something that was just completely wrong yes, yes he was so embarrassed because whenever his drink came out so we're talking he starts by complimenting my necklace uh-huh. i had this necklace and then he compliments it and from that it turned into are you from san antonio things like that yeah where do you like to hang coffee shop things like that so our conversation was going pretty well and i could tell like okay this is more than just like a friendly hi are you yeah, from san antonio a random a act this is actually I, intentional yes and there was something different about him i could just immediately pick up on that mm-hmm. and then when our coffees came out they came out at the same time so mine i forgot basic coffee but his was <laughs> it's, just, it's funny because he's like this big buff military dude yeah and then his drink is out and it's some latte with like hearts and foam and the most beautiful <laughs> sign ever. <laughs> he was, and then he just stared at it and he was like, "I'm sorry, like I don't come here often." He was embarrassed. It was yeah. cute. So anyway, did he, he offer it me- to you or did he just kind of own it? Like this is my coffee. <laughs> no, but he he like actually admitted he like he was so embarrassed. He was like, "I usually don't order coffee." And so, anyways, he took his drink and he invited me to go kind of just sit down with him at a table. Mm-hmm. So I was like. Oh, okay. I'm nervous. Oh, wow. Boy. Then in there. He didn't even know if you were busy, if you had somewhere to be. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I forgot exactly what his word was, but in a way, like, you want to go continue the conversation? We ended up sitting down in the corner in Halcyon. I think by the time I got there that night, it was like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. We didn't leave. It was late. We, we ended up talking for close to three hours. Oh, wow. With a complete stranger three hours long so at the end we look at our phones and he's like wow we've been talking for three hours he's like you so might that- as well marry marry me I guess <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I've never had that with anyone before I never experienced right. that with any stranger before so that should have been like the first sign for me yeah. so after about yeah after like a month finally I could tell he was trying to turn the conversation more I guess romantic and, right. and he, I could tell Feelings had developed between both of us, and that's how it started. So, how did he propose? How did he? How did he jump into from "I like you"? He took his time there, and then he just one day proposes. Yeah. So basically, from the very beginning, we were long distance. He was in San Antonio for Mm -hmm. I think about two and a half months from the time that we met, and then I think when things started getting more serious with us after about a month of texting, he told me, "Hey." because he's in the military, I'm going to have to start going through training. And it's a long process for his job travel different schools for about almost two years. Yeah. So he's like, so I'm letting you know that I'm not going to be in San Antonio, but I really like what we have going on. Can we please just keep this, what we have going? Well, see what happens and let's just keep talking to each other. I don't want to stop talking to you. Right. So I was like, and you were down. I was down. I was like, I mean, why not? I really, really like this guy. And I'm okay with a long distance relationship because for me, it's all about communication. Seriously. And for me, I love to communicate. I'm big on communicating. (laughs) And um, as as far as long as I guess you trust someone and their communication is great, long Mm -hmm. distance is possible. 
I think maybe I would see them once every three months. So how so long we did you guys do that for before you proposed? We did that, I think I would say almost a year and a half. Oh, it was wow. About a of just like three months. Oh, man. Yes, about every three months. But then <laughs> oh, sometimes <girl. laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. It was, in, my friends were like, how could you do that? Wow. But I don't know, with FaceTime, with FaceTime, I and the phone is possible. Right. So. So how do you propose? How do you do it? I'm like, I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> so apparently he had all these plans about like incorporating his job into it. He told me at one point he wanted to go, um, I guess, scuba diving. And he wanted me to watch him scuba diving. Just and watch you? To... <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, just come in because he knows that I'm too scared. One time at work, we had this story that just scarred me for life. It was about this guy who went scuba diving. <laughs> He went scuba diving and everything was fine. He had a great time. But as soon as he got on the plane, because he went scuba diving like that morning, mm -hmm. then he got on a plane mm -hmm. that afternoon to go back to wherever um, he flew in from. And on the plane, he was describing so much pain in his body. He was oh, like, gosh. it felt like it felt like I was blowing up and about to explode. What happened? And we were showing the story and I was like, what's going on? And then finally at the end, they said that what happened to him was something called the bends, the bend, bend, something like that. Like, did like he that. come up too fast or something? Yes, or... Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, like, down in the water to all of a sudden high altitude, like in the plane. Yeah. So apparently, if you do that too fast, you can die from it. It's super oh dangerous. Gosh. Apparently, it's like your blood bubbles or something like that. It's very dangerous. Oh, so my after gosh. That, I was so scared. I was like, I'm not going to go scuba Never. diving. That's so <laughs> Yeah, because I just I feel like I have bad luck. Right. So he invites you to do it. And so you're not going to do it. Yeah, he wanted me. I guess he wanted to see if I was down to go scuba diving. But then he okay. was like, okay, she's not scuba diving. I'll invite her to come watch me scuba dive. <laughs> but that's the original plan. I guess he realized it's not fun. So he backed out of that. But he wanted to go scuba dive and then come back up in front of me with the ring, present me with the ring. So That's sweet. I'm like a treasure, like he found a treasure underwater yes. or something. Yeah. Imagine if I went crazy because I used, well, even just now, I talk with my hands a lot. Mm. Imagine if I went crazy and went like this and the <laughs> ring fell off the water. Yeah. So I'm so glad that he did not propose that way. Mm -hmm. So what he ended up doing instead yeah. in August, so he surprised me one day when he was visiting me, it was back in August, he was like, and it was a totally normal day. And with me, I like to think that I can catch on to things fast. Right. You know? Yeah, we all want to think <laughs> we're like the smartest person in the room. And then, <laughs> but I could not tell. He kept his cool. And I don't know if it's part of his, like, I don't know, military training, but <laughs> I could not read past his, his cool face, calm face. Right. So. We, it was a normal day. We were driving to Fredericksburg because I thought, oh, that's nice of him. He's taking me on a date here. He knows I've been wanting to go. That's yeah. nice. But we're driving. <laughs> we get to the winery. We park. I didn't know he had this entire thing planned with one of the people that work there. So he had a so table set to... up? Did he just, what, like, no, what did you no, walk no, into? No, no, okay. No. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we park. And as soon as we park, we start like walking towards like the entrance. And I noticed there's a sign for a wine tour coming up. So I look at him and I was like, oh, Gino, perfect. There's a wine tour coming up. And he's like, yeah, I know. And I, I was surprised because that mor morning he kind of acted like it was a spur of the moment thing. So anyways, we get there and the guy was like, 
Yeah, um, the tour starts in whatever, however many minutes. We're just waiting on the rest of the people to come join. Meanwhile, check out our place. We're going to join our tour. Or we're going to start the tour in a little bit. Yeah. So we're just hanging out. And then five minutes later, he comes back to us. And he's like, I just got off the phone with them. They're running a little late. Let's just go ahead and start the tour. They're going to join us. Oh, <laughs> so that way it's just yeah. you two. It's us too. And I was thinking like, wow, what a great start to our, I guess, time in Fredericksburg. Private tour for us. And to the rest of the tour. So anyways, he's showing us around, very natural. He's kind of just giving us a tour of the property. Right. And then us to where all those vineyards are. It's a beautiful view. So I'm just kind of just soaking it in. I have my phone taking pictures of everything. And then the guy, the um, person that works there, acts yeah. like he's getting a call. He's like, oh, I think the tour is here. Let me go grab them. I'm going to be right back. Oh, my gosh. That's so well played. <laughs> So that that was like the moment. That was the moment. But to himself, I bet he thought like, "Oh, this is it. This is it." So the guy leaves, and it's just me and him. I didn't even think about it. I wasn't even like talking to him. I was just so fascinated by the grapes and all the pretty <laughs> vines. I'm taking pictures of everything. Right. So my back is toward him, and then all of a sudden he calls my name, and because I thought he was taking pictures too. So he calls my name, and while I'm just in my own zone, in my own taking picture zone, I turn back, and he's behind me on his knee. Already. And oh. I was just shocked. I was like, I think, yeah, it was it was sweet, but I was more shocked than anything. Yeah. So it was very sweet. He was crying. I've never seen him he cry in his crying. life. Were you crying? <laughs> did you cry too? I did, but it took, like, okay. I think about a minute to kick in right, because yeah. I didn't do anything at first I was just so just shocked like, what's happening? <laughs> so I was like wow and I said yes and we were both extremely happy the guy pops out of nowhere clapping oh, he's like and behind I'm the like, grapes <laughs> <That's> hilarious <laughs> and it's like okay you want to take a picture of us at least right, we don't have yeah. a picture like when proposing I wish we did wow. if I could go back I'd say oh I wish we had like a photographer taking a picture but it's okay yeah totally fine remember everything in my but the moment was yours yeah at least at least the moment was yours there was a witness it happened (laughs) so then you start planning this wedding right and I guess I don't know how so if this was in August and you guys are supposed to get married when we were supposed to be married in April and it was going to be like a big wedding what was it supposed to be and then what did it turn into So it was supposed to be um, this big, big Persian wedding. I don't know if you're familiar with Persian weddings, but they're huge. Are, are you Absolutely. Persian? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. So, oh, okay. Okay. So big Persian wedding. I think I went. No, you know what? I've never been to a Persian wedding. No. But so, <laughs> tell us all about it. So basically, one major thing that's in our tradition that I'm really proud of is it's this thing called Sofre Agd. And basically, it's this huge kind of table in front of us. It's a separate Persian ceremony. I guess the English word for it is a Persian ceremony. And that's what our wedding was supposed to be. We were supposed to have the American ceremony, walking down the aisle, Mm -hmm. saying the I do's, cocktail hour, and then the Persian ceremony, and then the reception. So what I really like about the Persian ceremony is that it's this huge kind of just big table in us with different things that symbolize things in the marriage I don't exactly know my mom can explain it better but it's just it's custom it's custom and then the husband and wife bride and groom they sit at the end of the table and at one point I do know one part of it at one point the ladies I guess of the immediate family and the bridesmaid come behind us the bridesmaids mm-hmm. come behind hold this 
kind of cloth above our head and they have to kind of just grate sugar over our head. And that mm. symbolizes, I guess, uh, a start to a sweet marriage and just sweet mm. things happening. So that's one of the customs that we do during that Persian right. ceremony really like. So we were, yeah, we were supposed to have this <clears> big, he, uh, his family is from New England. So it was going to be like a New England Persian. Oh, wow. Theory. Yeah. That's really different cultures. That's yes, awesome. Yeah, very and we were very excited. It was supposed to be in Spicewood, which is kind of just 30 minutes west of Austin. Mm -hmm. And the venue was this kind of newer looking, I guess, modern barn. Right. And I imagine really having a barn wedding. I because I, I, I don't know, I think of myself more as like a city person or right. even by the, I never thought I'd have it in a barn. But I guess being in San Antonio in the hill country, I just fell in love with that look. Yeah. I love. There's just love something it. about, like you said, the hill country, the rustic, the outdoors, the nature. Yeah. Exactly. It's so charming. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? We met in San Antonio. Even if we don't have our wedding in San Antonio, there was one venue I really wanted to have in San Antonio, Hotel Emma. Oh. I really, really wanted to have it yeah, at Hotel Emma. Yeah, it's a beautiful Emma. place. But for us, everything was perfect. For us, the space was too small because I knew that we'd have around 250 to 300 guests and it was going to be way too small. Or and else that's I what you were planning, 200 to 250. But yes. it ended up being something else, no? Yeah. So basically what happened, so that was the original plan, <laughs> right. 200 to 250. And then in this modern barn outside Spicewood. And then coronavirus happened, kind of, I think it was end of February, not even end of February, that's when my bridal shower was. I had a bridal shower in February. Mm -hmm. And in March, I think it's when it really got serious and started hitting us. Right. So in March, when things start, started to get more serious, I think my mom was the first person to tell me. She was like, okay, our date was April 25th. Mm. Uh, do you want to see the wedding invite? I actually have Sure. It. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. You can even see yourself right now, the reflection. <laughs> wow. But, um, and yeah, Saturday, April 25th. Oh, um, gosh. And did you have a maiden mass and then it didn't happen? So basically, yes. We had about, I don't know, probably 250, 275 oh. wedding. And I know, but at least the only good thing is people were able to receive this. So they know right. like, okay, this, I guess, a memory of what's to come like mm -hmm. the wedding that's to come here at least one piece of the way because yeah, you're still gonna have so, the bigger wedding somewhere down the road but you did have like yes. a smaller i do it's official y'all are yes. husband and wife yeah, yeah yeah so we ended up having that small one after my mom told me she was like we're not going to be able to have the wedding in april take it day by day but i'm letting you know most likely it's not going to happen and i didn't want to accept it absolutely right. not i had my dress ready I had the makeup artist lined up I was how so did excited. you feel like were you sad were you upset because I, I, I I've asked this to the other brides that have had to deal with like the pandemic and stuff and some are really angry and then some are just like just sad like Ooh. so well, how did you feel to be honest because for me it was really hard too because I was in news at the time mm -hmm. and news you know we talked about it 99 percent of the time oh yeah before I guess any other emotion I was like angry. Mm -hmm. And I think I was angry at work. I was angry. Why are we talking about this so much? Why are we blowing this out of proportion? Like, because I think yeah. at the time I was only thinking about my wedding at the time. It yeah. hadn't blown up the way that it has blown up, I guess, after March, April. Mm -hmm. At the time, it was still not forming, I guess, to be a big pandemic. So I was like, why are we talking about it so much? Oh my God, my wedding's going to get canceled. And I was more mad. 
Yeah. And then as things started to get more and more serious and you heard more about these sad stories coming mm-hmm. up, people being so affected by the coronavirus and just all the crazy things that has happened, I was like, you know what? I went from being mad at the world mm-hmm. and mad at, I guess, work for talking about it so much to more understanding and thinking like, okay, Niku, everything happens for a reason. You really don't want to push this wedding and God forbid something happens to someone. You Absolutely. don't want to be known as the bride who had the wedding, the selfish bride who had the wedding during the right. middle of the pandemic. So yes, of course, in the beginning, beyond angry. But then after week by week, it was I think I was starting to ease up a little bit and it was starting to make sense. And at that point, having a smaller wedding was an option, but I was like, you know what? I really don't want to do this. We wanted a big wedding from the beginning. Right. I don't want to have this big wedding kind of look with not the people that I want. Right. So... I was like, you know what, let's just cancel this. So it was really sad. I think that day, me and my now husband, we were crying on the phone. We were long distance. We weren't even together You were still long distance. So you were kind of, you weren't going through it alone, alone, but you essentially in that sense, you were alone where he wasn't physically hugging you and comforting you. Yeah, and I really was because my parents, my whole family was back in Houston. I was in San Antonio just nonstop. And it was getting to the point, Erica, where I had people calling me. This is the worst part. I think for like the brides going through um, a big decision, whether they should postpone or have the wedding or not, I think it should really be up to them and what, I guess, their own judgment. You know, right. I think it's smart not to have wedding a big wedding during this time. But I didn't like at the time, if I could change one thing during all of this, I didn't like how I had people calling me reminding me how bad it was and just telling me you shouldn't have it right now it's so bad it's so selfish so that happened a lot oh you my know? gosh <laughs> yeah it's like, that's awful end, I'm not gonna have it but don't keep beating a dead horse and reminding yeah. me that it's a selfish thing to do you know mm-hmm. so that happened a lot I had to deal with a lot of people constantly reminding me how bad it was and it's like I knew I heard it at work I right. heard it from my mom I my fiance, his family. I didn't need friends calling me, also telling me on the phone. Right. So that was a part very difficult for me to deal with alone. And then we decided that day, I forgot which day it was, but it was in March to cancel it. We were really upset, but I liked how the guests were very understanding and mm-hmm. they were like, thank you for doing this. It's really big for someone to, I guess, postpone their wedding. Yeah. So we were, it's did you already have so vendors we- already like booked and stuff or? Oh, I was very, very lucky with this venue. The owner herself does everything in house herself. Like she had her own flower oh, company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Food. She had her own like vendor in house. Mm-hmm. So she was the point person um, for all the vendors. So she was kind of just like a wedding planner and venue owner in one. Right. It was great. And she was so able to just like go- change. Yeah. Did, did she just kind of drop everything or did she change? Did she change the date for yeah. you? What did you end up doing? But she understood and she was like, you know what? Well, well, if you guys want to have a small wedding, I'm here for you. But I understand all of her brides one by one were canceling on her. Yeah. So yeah, and even for like a business owner, that's so much to handle. You have all these fun weddings lined up and then all of a sudden all your brides are calling canceling, but she gets it. The mm. thing is she was rising with us as well. So we thought, okay, well, we're not married on paper. We haven't had our wedding. We're going to Japan. This really sucks, you right. know? It ruined everything. So how did you and decide all- that you wanted to do the smaller one and you still so, wanted to make it official? Yeah, so he found out in May that 
hey, you're not going at the end of May anymore. After oh. about a week of work, we found that out. And then I, my hopes kind of just, I guess, went up at that moment. I was like, well, I really did want to go to Japan and start our new life. But what if this means we can at least have something, you right. know? Mm-hmm. So um, we stayed until the government told us, like, when is the time for us to go? So about a month passed. And things started, I don't know if you remember, but about a month and a half ago, things started to ease up as mm-hmm. far as the coronavirus went. There were, there were less cases, and we felt more comfortable. Weddings were starting to happen again. I think for a good month, weddings were happening again. So that's when we had another big wedding planned in June. Another big one? You were going to do another big one? <laughs> big one in June. Oh, my God. I guess I was very hopeful. Yeah. I I was You're hopeful. very I'm- optimistic. <laughs> yes. On social media, I was seeing people post up their weddings. And I was thinking like, okay, weddings are happening. The city is easing up on restrictions. Let's have it again. And was it going to so be at time, the same venue again? No, no, no. This time it was going to be in Houston. Mm-hmm. So I found a large venue in Houston. Everything was fine. We were working with the vendors. And all of a sudden, it was right after, I think, Memorial Day weekend. Things started spiking up again. Right. So like, oh, my God, here we go again. So you canceled I knew again. Yes. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait till the last couple of weeks before the wedding cancel. I'm going to cancel it now. It's getting worse and worse. Right. So we decided to cancel the second big one again. So right now, this the big wedding is up in the air. But before my fiance left to Japan, because he husband. So he still got, but your husband still got sent to Japan. Yes. But before he left, I told him, I was like, you know what? Two weddings were taken away from us. Right. And we're not. Like, I don't know, there was just something about just that being taken away from us that really made us so upset and mad at coronavirus because it just <laughs> ruined everything. Yeah. If, as far as people's graduations, everything. everything. It's so many events from everyone. So we thought, you know what? We're not going to let it really affect us this bad. You know? You want to get language. married and you- <laughs> I thought, screw this. <laughs> We're going to get married on paper and celebrate with our immediate family, right. with our loved one. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what we did. We and got you had like a, on- was it a backyard or how did you, where was it? It was. Mm-hmm. So it was my own backyard in my house because <laughs> he used to uh, be with me before he left to Japan. Right. And he was with me and my family because his family is in New England and we we didn't think it was a good idea for him to fly all the way to New England. Right. And we just decided spur of the moment. I think the whole planning execution was about a week. Week and a half. And I I saw it. I saw some of the pictures that you sent and it was still very beautiful. Like you guys had a nice little light thing. And thank you. Thank you. So it's all have to give it all to Instagram because, you know, when you're scrolling and you see all these beautiful wedding pictures Mm -hmm. everywhere all around the world, you kind of get ideas from here and there. Right. So that's what I did. I saw this. I forgot where it was the original picture, but I just love the look of the string lights over a long table. So yes. I told my parents, I was like, well, what if we just have a little backyard dinner, just my immediate family, my mom, dad, brother, grandma, grandpa, aunt, and uncle. That's mm-hmm. it. We were less people. And um, let's just see if we can get this light structure. We called so because we didn't know where to start. Right. It's just a picture on Instagram. They're not saying on the picture who the vendor was. Well, if, if you were was, at San Antonio, was- you would have gone to SanAntonioWeddings.com. <laughs> I should have. I should. I, I would have probably found out exactly who to go yeah. to. So, all the hard work of, I guess, looking around. My job would have been so much easier if I went right. to the website. But 
we ended up, I think my dad was the one who was like, well, these look like Christmas lights. Let's call Christmas light company. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the wrong step. We call all of them. I think on the phone, they were like, uh, no. no, like they were like yeah. surprised that they were like, that we're not the person for this job. Right. And a lot of them had like $1,500 minimums. And we're like, okay, what we want is really not that big. You know, mm. this is for nine, 10 people backyard thing, backyard little structure. So then finally, we found an event company here. I was looking at different event companies and their inventory, what they have. And apparently what it's called is pipes and drapes. Oh, okay. And this is in Houston? Yes. It okay. was an event. It's called Avalon. Mm-hmm. And we ended up renting pipes from them because we didn't need the drapes. I didn't want the drapes. I just wanted the string lights. <laughs> so we rented the pipes and on Amazon ordered a bunch of lights. Mm-hmm. And my dad and my husband did it together in the backyard. Oh. So I guess they were, yeah, they were the vendor. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very DIY kind of thing, but it, I mean, it came out beautiful. Yes. And for me, I'm not against DIY, but a lot of DIY things that I see, you can either make it come out amazing or it can look very right. DIY kindergarten project, you mm-hmm. know? So with that, I was very impressed with the way that they, I guess, executed the vision that I had in my mm-hmm. head. I absolutely loved it we rented the table from Avalon as well and as far as like all the tableware went my mom had a bunch of nice <laughs> dinner plates way to go mom I like, you know, yeah. I, yes I was like I love this let's use this mm-hmm. and luckily she had enough we're only like 10 people mm-hmm. we totally had enough so we had a cute little backyard baby wedding dinner for right. us and I loved the way it came out we gave our rings to each other we went to Austin mm-hmm. and that's when we um we went to Austin I think about a couple of days before and that's when we gave our rings to each other to make it official too right. so it felt really nice we had a little something so corona couldn't take this away from us either yeah. so i'm so at is it there something because- that you think that even though the pandemic obviously ruined everything and you're upset and all of this stuff is there anything that you think that was probably only made possible because of the pandemic and maybe this special moment or something beautiful wouldn't have happened because of it Yeah. So I definitely think what me and my husband have gone through these past couple of months, so many couples don't really go through this. It's Mm -hmm. like the pain of canceling a wedding, not even once, but twice. I think just going through that hard situation together and everything that 2020 has caused, it's not been a good year so far. (laughs) (laughs) Going through it with him, knowing that he's also experiencing the same things I'm feeling, I think has made us closer and stronger. I could say one positive thing that it has done, it has definitely strengthened our relationship. So I am thankful for that. I'm not thankful at all for anything that's happened no. like on this side, everything else, but one thing that it has done definitely made us strong. I do want to ask you if you have any like advice for the brides out there, because like I said, a lot of brides are going through this. A lot of brides, even the ones that are getting proposed to are like, yay. And then it's like, oh, but wait, like, oh man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any advice for any of them? I think the main, yeah, I think the main thing is just set your expectations extremely low right now. Don't worry about um, your future wedding or anything like that, or getting something done with a vendor or picking out your dress, focus, take that energy and focus on the current moments. That's something that I really never did before in my life. I never focused on what was going on in the present. Mm -hmm. I was always worried about future and planning and stuff, but that's one thing that the pandemic has, I guess, taught me how to do is just live in the moment and slow down. 
slow down and then just just enjoy being engaged you know enjoy your fiance because yeah. it's just one period that it's going to be like this and i know it's not the same fiance kind of feeling and just the engaged feeling but enjoy how it's different i guess yeah <laughs> it's definitely tell people in the future like yeah we were engaged during 2020 the pandemic so for it so if our bridal buzz listeners wanted to reach you how can they do that so I'm on Twitter and on Instagram, um, same username for both Niku Kazori. That's it. Yeah. And you'll find me. Your name's unique enough that you're one of the few people <laughs> that can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Niku, for coming with us, being out here today. I, I appreciate you making the time to come on Zoom with us. Remember, Bridal Buzz listeners, the fun doesn't have to stop. Remember, you can always subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. Today's episode is brought to you by the Dominion Country Club. It is an elegant setting throughout all of the year, so you can always check them out, and they're a lot more affordable than you think. So make sure you check out the Dominion Country Club. All right, Niku, uh, go ahead and look at your Zoom camera and wave at our listeners. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye. Want to be a guest on our show? Just visit sanantonioweddings.com and click on Bridal Buzz. We'd love to hear from you.